the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are on, in the studio today uh, with a special guest, uh, Mr. Armand King, who is the co-founder of the aptly named nonprofit Paving Great Futures. And this has been fueled by his experience in the streets. Uh, King, Mr. King, serves as a shepherd to guide others out of the prison pipeline, criminal activity, and domestic sex trafficking, which he knows all too well. So he's going to be talking a little bit about about that very experience. He's also the author of a book, which we are we are going to dig into. I actually ordered it on Amazon, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the book and. Um, um, you know, it seems to be opening up a ton of doors. So we're super excite, excited about having Armand on the show today. Welcome, Armand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me indeed. Yes. So just, uh, you know, I'm uh, we are LinkedIn friends uh, and I've been kind of yeah. noting uh, several things that you've been doing in the community and. Um, and I'm just really excited about the momentum and, uh, you know, things that you are the, the really the dialogue, right, that you are uh, uh, creating with your book, Raised in Pimp City, The Uncut Truth, and with the things that you are standing for having gone through and been where you've been. And so I thought it would be good to have you on the show to talk a little bit about how did uh, you know, how did you, first of all, how were you raised? How were you, how was this uh, experience for you in being raised in Pimp City and uh, actually becoming an exploiter, right? And now coming over to a place of advocacy. And what did that look like? And um, and then, you know, maybe um, some insight from you from a personal perspective on where you're where you're headed. Absolutely. Well, um, when I think about my own personal story, I really feel like I am my 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 upbringing, my childhood. It's not the worst of stories. It wasn't good. It was toxic. It was, uh, you know, a a very um, emotionally abusive household that I grew up in early on as a child. But I, I actually I represent so many other youth that grew up like I did and had worse upbringing. So I, I like to speak on their behalf, too. And I, I hate to, to bring up my past and of childhood. And, and I because of the work that I do now, I've become aware of so many horrible stories. And there are some children out there that are really just, um, you know, already being conditioned and brought up to be to be um, to go to jail, to go to prison, to be a, a, a to do bad actions. Like um, having this, this thing about the foster care system alone and kids that are growing up with no parents at all. I couldn't imagine how that feels to be a, a five-year-old, six-year-old kid and think, believe that no one's out there that loves them. This is um, serious. So 
You know, my upbringing wasn't wasn't different than many other people that grew up in my community. Um, early on, uh, you know, I grew up. I was born in 1981. We had a major um, major crack epidemic that was going on in across America, across the United States, and um, you know, I, my family was heavily impacted by that. You know, both sides of my family. I can't think of an auntie or uncle that was not, um, you know, uh, either on or impacted in some kind of way. Uh, You know, growing up throughout the 80s as a child, um, you know, going into the the major, major gang epidemic, which was next and forthcoming. You know, I'm I'm from a generation that was under the the beginning of uh, West Coast, Southern California gang activity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... That that's those were who my role models were. You yes, know, that was that was what I had to look up to. Yeah, and and then right after that, we knew that that was necessarily going to be a good thing for us. And then right after that, we just went into a you know lifestyle of of thinking that exploitation was something for us. So at that time, we just called it pimping and, and prostitution. Right. Right. Yeah. So and that was even, you know, I mean, it was all lined up right with with our music, uh, the experience, um, the cultural experience uh, and and definitely part of the drug, you know, drug experience. Right. Because once you get strung out on crack, you'll find out really quickly that um, you got to do something to support your habit. Right. So that's where, you know, that that scenario, it's all inter interlinked. Right. It's like it is. And, and if you think about it, it I, I, I'm not an expert at all human sex trafficking. There are many different types of human sex trafficking out there. And then many people that claim to be experts go out there and they just profess like they know everything because they've seen a documentary, did a couple of conferences and now they're an expert. And I, I refuse to do that. I am an expert at from, from lived experience of a particular type of trafficking that's called trafficking now. But um, and it was just a culture that came out of a lack of opportunity and resources. None, nobody, at least sixty-five percent of my peer group merged into the lifestyle of pimping and prostitution. The girls I grew up with in the neighborhood, my cousins, people that were close to me. There, there was no force. There was no guns to the head. There was nobody being drugged. You had a bunch of kids, the the, the children of the crack epidemic, the children of those watching people being murdered through the gang epidemic and had no other options, no resources coming in that or, or proper mentorship that came in that could help us and show us another way. I had eight best friends, my closest friends. Not one of us had a father in the household. That meant something. Right. It's a problem. We had to teach each other how to be men. And right. then who do we, we, that we didn't grow up in an era where we had a Martin Luther King or some great leader or anybody that we could look up to. Our leaders, our mentors were rappers. And unfortunately, they were misguided, too. So we're getting our information from Snoop Dogg. Right. We're getting our information from people that are telling us all the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 no blame on them because they didn't know. They didn't know. So, mm-hmm. um, so we, we are the product of that. What Sam, this is the mid-90s. Now it's just this big epidemic that people are talking about. But it was way bigger for my community and communities like mine throughout the U.S. in the 90s when right. it really just exploded. But now it's just a hot-ticket item. Law enforcement has always known. People have always known this was going on. But for whatever reason, now it's a thing. Okay? But it's not a good thing because it, all of this stems from a root cause of poverty mm-hmm. for my community. Mm-hmm. If People aren't doing this because they just want to be, be a, a pimp or a prostitute. No kid raises their hand in class when that's what they want to do when they grow up. And they say, I want to be a pimp when I grow up. That is not in their mindset. Mm-mm. But these are people that have no that, that already do not even believe they're worth anything, you know, that are getting a minimal poor education. It's, it's a set up for them to do something. And even if it was not pimping, if it was not prostitution, the root causes of these have not been fixed. So it's going to be something. Something. Exactly. Exactly. um, This is not just these kids just want to pimp. These kids just want to be out here and do this. No, no. Present them with something else. Teach them young. Give them an opportunity to excel in something else. They are gifted and smart. I mean, I don't, I'm sitting here, the eight, eight friends I told you about, there's only four of us alive still. Right. All of my friends are dead. They yes. should not be dead right now. They didn't die of natural causes, and they died at the hands of other lost kids. 
Right. We either we continue this and we just repeat this same stuff, or we do like oh, I had to do, yep. I had to do, and change this around. While I still got, I still got the energy in me, still got the connection. I was the cool kid when I was in the bad life. Let me be a cool kid and show these kids a new life. Right. You know? So this is um, it's more than a book. You know. Yeah. It's, than, uh, it's your life. I'm, I, I'm tired of my friends dying. Right. I'm tired of people dying and dead that, that didn't need to die. Yeah, it's that's the right. proper things were in place that other communities have. Right. It doesn't make you know it does. I'm gonna say it doesn't make sense. It does make sense. It's never been a plain uh, even even playing field. field. That's right. Never, never. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, that's a piece. So we're going to take a break. And I want to come when I come back, I want to talk. No, 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 no. This is great. This is exactly what we need to be talking about. Um, we, we we're going to we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, I just had a student um, uh, that asked me the question, uh, you know, will awareness address the issue of human trafficking and um, in what way? And I said, absolutely. I think, you know, awareness and education is key uh, when we do prevention education in the school. It's it's you know you know Love Never Fails does a ton of that as as we do as part of our Protect Collaborative. When we do these kinds right. of things, it's fab. It's it's like really great. However, um, there is a large population, like you made mention of the foster population. We're going to talk about some stats as it relates to that population, where even when they're made aware, it's like yeah, no duh, I know this is happening. Now what? What are you going to do about it? So when we when we come back, we're going to talk about that very thing, because there is a large population that is impoverished and remains impoverished. And those individuals need to have an answer that's more than an awareness piece. We'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Armand King. Armand is the co-founder of a nonprofit, uh, Paving Great Futures. He also, also is the author of Raised in the Game and uh, I'm sorry, Raised in Pimp City. And uh, he is uh, a speaker. He's out um, speaking on this topic. Um, actually, this past week, he was in Stockton, Sacramento area speaking in the Bay. And then he's um, down in, in SoCal um, as well. And uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on is that you actually are uh, you are an advisor to law enforcement on human trafficking cases. Is that correct? Yeah, so actually, I, um, I do that as a, I'm a consultant with anybody that wants to get expert advice and consultation on um, human sex trafficking issues. Okay. Uh, so I work, I work for attorneys that may have cases um, with um, someone involved in um, a human sex trafficking issue, and I can read, I can read and interpret stuff that most can't from lived experience. Um, I, so I can help in ways that. Um, to, to you know, to, to help better understand what's being looked at, you know, right? Language, so I, terminology, I, that kind exactly, of stuff. Uh huh. Exactly, and even the way it's it's delivered. Because um, I, I I got involved in this just to, from sitting in court cases, and I heard the people that were supposed to be experts that didn't even didn't really understand what they were saying and had it mixed up. And I I would watch people um, 
get caught up in, in situations that weren't correct and getting, you know, it, it was just bad. So I'm the, I'm the type of person, I don't just see a situation and talk about it. If it, if it needs to be changed, I jump in there and do what I can to fix it. So Got you. I'm, I'm in there. So a couple of things uh, to that end. So one case uh, that we were involved in was a, a young lady that um, we had provided some help to at, at one point, and um, she actually kind of moved away from us, um, went back to the life, and and that's very frequent, right? There that people right. will come out and ask for help and want to do something different, and then they'll miss, you know, their dude, or they'll miss the money, or they'll miss something about the life that. Probably oftentimes listeners will go, why, why, why? Well, you know, there's things like trauma bonding. There's things like wanting to be around what's familiar. You know, I always ask people to imagine that, you know, whatever has been a struggle for them to let go of. Right. Um, That that, you know, all of us have something like it's for me, you know, I have a addiction to chocolate. Why do I keep going back to it? It's that's a silly thing to bring up, but it's. It's an addiction, no less, right? And can everybody I, I has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear those things, but because uh, I, I, the one, let me tell you, the ones that I've lived with, um, that my friends, my, my family, that I know that some that are still stuck in it, something that it's that list too is that after so long of being in it, you don't think you can do anything else. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're stuck. You psyched yourself out the entire time, right? Yeah. Um, and then another thing is the problem, the, the the root issue and the problem why you got involved in the first place never got Hasn't finished. been solved. Uh-huh. It's never been solved. So what do you go back to? The same broken issues that got you in in the first place. Yeah. I know I have many survivor leader friends that come out and they speak, they help others, and then they crash because their issues have not been addressed. It, it, you know, it. it Things things happen, you know. It 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 it's it's more than a, it's an addiction. It can be addictive, but I, I think more people that are stuck in is for those two reasons. They don't believe they can do anything else. because so much time has gone by, and like most people, like myself, I was 16 years old when I got involved. Mm-hmm. Most people are young, and then you get through your you get into your 20s. Your 20s go by. You have no education. You have no work history. You 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 all you thought about was this. That they, this is all you can do. You, you're afraid to go into the regular world, so you just stay in longer and longer until you just burn out. Most people I know burn out. Yeah, that's so how they, that's how they get out. So, te- so, 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 tell me, you know, if, if you are extending, and I'm, I'm asking this question for service providers that are out there, people who want to help, right? And you're extending housing. Like we we went out to Oakland last weekend for our street outreach, and we encountered about thirty four women out there, twenty two men, and the men were, the the women for sure were being exploited. Not sure about the men, but um, because they weren't you know dressed apart or whatever, so it wasn't I wasn't able to to say there, but the women for sure were. And um, I can tell you that if I had offered housing to the the ladies that were out there, um, most of them would not accept the housing um, because of the terms put around the housing. You know, you got to stop smoking and you, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, this is a sober living home, right? And you can't be in contact with people who are going to put our harm, our house in harm's way, right? So that means your dude, right, who you're in love with, uh, or you, you know, that's, that's, that's what your mindset is at the moment. You, you got to break ties with that person and they're not ready for it. You know, just then they, they have to think about it, um, over time. And, right. and, and usually there's a, a compelling event or something like that, that causes someone to exit. You know, maybe they got beat up, they got raped, they got something happened and they leave and then they'll right. come and be with us for a time. But then there's this, this, this draw to come back to it. Uh, what's your perspective on that? Like, you know, you know, obviously we, I always characterize, I would say, you know, there's trauma bonding, you know, you, you, you're bonded to this person, uh, or to the life or you're addicted to the, to the lifestyle and you want to get back to it. Or as you said, you don't believe that you can do anything different and you start letting that tell you to leave. Right. I mean, you get depressed, you get stuck, you get, you get stuck. And um, I see both both sides, the men and women, that get sucked in. Like you had just said, 
uh, it takes that some, it takes that experience. Something has to hit you and make you, you know, to actually kind of jolt you out of it. And um, hopefully those resources are there. And most services, most services, from what I've heard, I've never gone through one myself personally, but what I've heard from many of my uh, my friends, sister friends, is that the services are not complete. The mm-hmm. housing is really hard, but the, like you said, the requirements are, are almost like they, um, they, they, they're they set up for you not to go in. Mm. Also, things with you can't have kids. A lot of women have kids. Right. You know, even, even um, like there's certain things, even the time limit, the age limit. Sometimes you have to be only uh, from some age to 24. Mm. You know, a lot of women, a lot of people that are in toxic and street life, I was had this conversation earlier Sometimes people aren't even ready for a difference until they're 30, and they're, they've gone through their 20s. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of services don't service people that are over 30. Right. And, and so now those, that population just stays out there. Right. Um, and then and then people, there's no, a lot of the services that I'm aware of, they they don't go, um, but when I say don't go full, they don't build the person. They keep you in survivor victim mode. When you, and, and then once it's over and the program's over and you're funding for that nine months, 18 months, two years, whatever is is done with that individual, you're back out in the streets and people wonder why that individual goes back to the game or back to her pimp. The pimp had a better plan for her. There was mm. not a plan set up for her from the service. But she'll go talk to this man now that's going to tell her this is what we're going to do, this how much money we're going to make. You already know we can do it. You okay? Let's, wow. You're back to what now? You're back to the streets. You're back poor. That service is over. Now what? Right. Now what? You did not empower this woman. You did not set her up for success. You did not recognize that she really was talented and very educated and brought those transitional skills out of her and let her know and believed in herself and built her up to where now she will not just go out there and get a job at Walmart. She might try to own and build her own Walmart. You know, that's the type of encouragement that needs to happen because anybody that can go through five, six, ten years of this game, you have developed skills unmatched by anybody that graduated from Harvard and Yale. You have an edge and a wit that's going to take to make you succeed. Now let's find out what you like and what you're into. And now let's show you how to be an entrepreneur because that's what you were. That's, that's right. But that time wasn't that time wasn't wasted. It might have been toxic, but we gonna turn. We they say turn limits into lemonade. We gonna make this make sense. <laughs> <laughs> make this oh make my sense. goodness! You oh yes, let's make it make sense. Destroying people. Yes. Destroying people. You know. I yes. just got this community activist award. I'm not an activist. I'm an activator. You know, it's time to activate this. These people got it. I'm not yes. the only one that can transfer and change my way and, 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 and succeed in doing something right. No, they, I, 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 man, it bothers me because I see the potential in people more than they see in themselves. And they yep. can do this. Yep. They can do it. Yes. You know, but so, so, and it's like a lot of these services, every, people mean well. Yeah. The heart, but they just don't know. They don't they know. They only know what you know. So it's That's not right. their fault. And we need them. That's there's right. Not, there's, not a, there's not a bunch of uh, money getting poured into the correct, what quote unquote correct service. So we need these things out there. But we do, but let's not settle and think that's it and not continue to improve. Just like life, once you stop to improve and better yourself, you have died. So mm-hmm. we have to keep improving these systems. We cannot, like, I, you know, don't X out this former, uh, whatever you want to call me, that chapter of my life, pimp, trapper, whatever you want to call me. Don't box me in. I am here to help. Right. You know, there's former Johns that are out there that need the help because we need we need a war around it. We need a wrap around this situation, and we're really gonna really gonna fix it. And yes. Really yes. Help it but really, it will honestly it will never end unless we find out how to end poverty. If we can't That's end right. poverty, Root cause. somebody somewhere is going to sell their body. That's so right. We, um, so we can well, let's help the people that need the help. Let's show them a better way. We start right here. You know, we don't have to go far right here in the United States, you know, right outside your doorstep. There's people out there that need help. And we got to, you know, one thing I, I got into this, um, this nonprofit, and I just thought, just get everybody jobs. All, all they need is jobs. I'm talking, I deal with gang members and stuff. I, all they just need jobs, they'll be okay. Got them jobs. Yeah. 
No. Nobody checks the job. No. It's not just the job. It's your mentality. If you've never seen somebody go to work every day. Right, right. So so we go. I'm going to break in on you real quick because we got to take a break. I'm, I'm going to break. No, no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's totally fine. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. I want to talk a little bit about that very thing, oh, jobs, right? So uh, I've, I've observed some things uh, in doing workforce development. I want to talk to you about it. So we're going to come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mr. Armand King, who is the co-founder of the nonprofit Paving Great Futures and also the author of Raised in Pimp City. We are talking about human trafficking and specifically sex trafficking from the perspective of a previous trafficker. But uh, as you said in the last section, a man who is so much more, an advocate um, and someone who had lived in poverty and has a lived experience that he is bringing to this uh, to this fight in order to provide freedom for survivors and for buyers and for traffickers. And so I think that that is amazing and definitely um, what we're about as well. Um, wanted to touch on what you, you know, you started to talk about, which is jobs, right? So we have a workforce development program. We provide, um, we have an IT academy. We are a Cisco Networking Academy and a cybersecurity pre-apprenticeship program. And we, that was birthed out of um, our 18-month housing program where we uh, noticed that the women that were graduating from our house were, uh, we, we actually had them going into some administrative roles and retail roles, and they really weren't able to live sustainable, save lives after departing from the house because of the, the you know, the, the cost of living, especially in the Bay Area. And so we started to uh, look for ways to get them trained to be become uh, to enter into the IT industry. And so far, we have a, a couple of them that are working at Cisco um, and others that are working at me- medical clinics and uh, for Verizon and uh, social services and just different agencies. So it's, it's really coming together quite nicely. But I wanted to talk to you about something that I've observed as you know, so you, you know, you made the mention of you, we just throw jobs at people. And that not being adequate, right? That not being the answer is just throwing a job at someone. And and um, and so maybe you could share a little bit more of that. And I'd love to hear it from, you know, the perspective of the 16-year-old you. If we had thrown a, a, a job at you at that time, uh, you know, what, what might have been your, your perspective on an on a entry-level position at that time? And did you have one? I knew how to get jobs. Jobs was a quick fix. If you needed some money real quick, I've been employed since, honestly, I can say I've been employed since I was eight years old. I know how to get a job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, jobs was never a thing to me. I was always very smart. The thing is, with, with youngsters, period, male and female, those in the, I'll say the hood, the inner city, um, the streets are very attractive. 
Mm-hmm. So there's no cookie cutter. This is why they got involved. If he would have had a job, this, if, if both parents were in the household, then that's not the case. The streets are very attractive and have been made attractive by media, by popularizing uh, the uh, from the rap culture, what, the way it is right now, currently, um, it, 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 it's cool. It's so attractive. It attracts people from the suburbs to come get involved. You know, the first girl I ever seen um, seen in the game, the first girl, she was a friend of mine. I've known her since we were 13. She got in at 16 years old. First girl I ever seen. She's blonde hair, blue eyes from uh the up, uh, um, upper middle class neighborhood, never abused, nothing. Both parents in the household spoiled. Mm-hmm. But the streets are so attractive, mm-hmm. you know, so that it will pull you in. So the less, you know, the less, the, the greater chance of you not getting pulled in is having two parents, is having a good structure and all that stuff, but it's not a, it's not a sure Fail safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not everybody. So for people out there that think, no, my kids won't get involved, stop. Everybody can get involved. So education and awareness uh, uh, early. Let these kids know, you know, let these kids know about it. You know, there's a lot of awareness going on, and I'll just speak specifically for my city. There's trainings and education going on, but it's not going on to the people that are getting locked up for it. Right. And these kids in the community aren't getting that education. And if they do get it, it's, it's getting delivered by somebody they're not paying attention to. It's not being delivered to them by people they're going to listen to, you know. So, um, yes, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I forgot what your question was. I hope I <laughs> no, so what I was saying was you, you answered it, which is, you know, the 16-year-old you uh, knew how to get jobs, but the but the streets uh, are very appealing and they call out to you. And, and I think what I heard you saying is that education about like the realities of that life. So yeah, the, the, the life is very enticing. But did you know that, you know, a uh, young man, 16, you, your, your average lifespan is going to be, you know, maybe you might live six maybe eight more years and you hear that dude as a kid and growing up in the hood you hear that right yeah but there's there's no way possible you can be 16 years old and understand the concept of life and your day you don't you don't fully until you lost people until you've gotten sick a few times and you didn't know what was going to happen to you to you, to grandma and people around just start dropping off, and you get older, and you realize time is short. At 16, uh, 30 is old to you. You know, at 16, you don't understand life. You can tell this kid, because I knew we felt lucky. When we turned 18 and we didn't die yet, yep. it was a celebration. When we turned 21 and didn't die, it was a celebration. If you made it to 25, you were an old man. That, right. That, that's, the, that, that's, that's crazy. That's the, that's the reality that I live and yeah. many people like me live. You well, know, so but so. Uh, but thinking about that, then, you know, because I want to kind of keep it on the wavelength. I think a lot of that has to come with come from living in an impoverished culture and in a culture where death is common and drug addiction right. is common and right. family being dispersed and disjointed is common. I wonder if you didn't have those elements, um, you know, and you made it to 21 and 25. And would there be an, as much of a draw to enter? into that life that you mentioned was so enticing for that first young lady if she knew that she was going to be, you know, um, strung out on heroin no, or, you know, no, Zannies no or whatever. One, no one told us. Yeah. If, if someone tells these kids right now the reality, like I do, we do this, so I know it works. If some, these kids are smart, too, and you, so you can't sugarcoat it when you tell them because they have this thing called YouTube. And if you even somewhat has sparked their interest on the subject, they're going to go find out from other people what it's about. So you got to tell them the raw, nitty-gritty, let them know, let that little boy know. If you get involved as an exploiter, not only, and you will do 25, 25 years to life. minimum, yep. your life is gone. This is, they need to know that nobody was there to tell us this. Nobody well, and the laws weren't the laws weren't right. the same, right? The I mean, you weren't were. you wouldn't get the time. We chose to do this because we thought that was the best option. Yeah. we didn't want to sell crack because you'll go to jail for a long time. Right, we didn't gangbang and you're gonna die. You're gonna go to jail for a pistol and this, but pimping and this. Oh, this is we can do this. 
Right. We can do this. Yeah. You so know? so we're going to take a break again and we're going to come back. And I want to talk about the psychological aspects of uh, what you experienced and what you saw, because I want I want people to understand, you know, I have a heart for um, exploiters in particular, like the 16 to 24 year olds that, in my in my opinion, are exploited for the same reasons or are or, or, or exploiters for the same reasons that the girls are exploited. And um and so I want to talk about what, what, you know, how should we keep young people in, in our prayers? How should we be speaking uh, about them and to them that are actually caught up? So we're, we're going to talk about their psychological, uh, uh, you know, uh, status and where they're at and, and how we can do that. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio again with Armand King, who's the co-founder of a nonprofit, Paving Great Futures, and the author of Raised in Pimp City, The Uncut Truth About Domestic Human Sex Trafficking. So we are going to, let's talk a little bit about, uh, again, you know, you were 16. Tell me about that first situation where this, this you, you decided that you were going to get involved in the game. Well, it was a, it was a, a transition that was happening at a, on, a, on a larger scale throughout the community where, where gang banging and gang activity was becoming old and like played out amongst our youth. We started breaking off into these different uh, numerous cliques and where we were uh, getting money from girls was like a cool thing, buying you clothes, stuff like that, buying you food. We never, I never even knew what a pimp was at this point in time, but it was, I, I, as I look back, I see the transition happening. I see the transition in the music happening to where it's no longer gangster rap that's prevailing. Now we, I call it the bling bling era when everything is diamonds and, and uh, big rims and uh, foreign cars. So I see a mentality switch that's been pushed to, to the community and these young minds that don't have anything. So, um, we, it started, I went home one day with my friends, about four of us, and HBO was playing this lovely documentary called, um, and I'm being sarcastic when I say lovely, it was called Pimps Up, Hose Down. Until that day, I did not know what I was going to do to be a successful black man, but what I've seen on that video in my 16-year-old mind, it looked like a successful, a bunch of successful black men with women and money and charisma, and I, I had seen something that I, I, you know, previous to that, as a black man growing up, you think all you're capable of doing is being an entertainer or playing sports. But my 5'7", 145-pound uh, butt wasn't going to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, with no talent. Mm-hmm. So what's left for me? What's left for me? So, uh, you know, this became, when I seen that, I seen an option. I seen a way out. And I didn't, I didn't have anybody there that, that, that said, no, little dude, that's not a way out. That's bad. Don't do that. No one was there to do that because none of us had that. All of our moms were working or gone or coming over their own situation because they can't take the situation. And if we talk about psychological, this is not a new thing. This is a learned, trained behavior. I, I tell you and I tell people, uh, human sex trafficking is not a new thing in this country. That is the foundation of this country. Absolutely. It was founded on human and labor trafficking. There was slavery. Yeah. Slavery. The, mm-hmm. the people that were, you know, they used to just rape the women. So they used to just rape black women. They could take it. Then they couldn't. The clientele had to change. 
it's the same people buying that was in the black and white country western gun smoke that was going to Miss Kitty's parlor. It's the same people, the sheriff, the people in the town with the money. It's the same people keeping this thing going. But we've given pimps 100 years but won't lock up the people that keep us going, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that's the situation. But psychologically, we got a bunch of people that need psychological help. And, and as long as there's kids out here that don't see a way out for them, because the situation hasn't changed. I, I interview these kids out here in these schools, and they still think their only options is entertainment and sports. That hasn't changed, but we're changing it. It is working. There is hope. It's more than hope. We are changing it. I'm not the only one like me. There's a new mentality. It's a new era right now, and we are going to change this around. And until the breath is taken out of my body and God calls me back, I'm going to push with all my might. And we are going to make this happen, yeah. you know, stretching out like this. I don't even know you. You're all the way up north. You know, I, we, 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 we're, we're connected. Yeah. We're connected to do this work, and we must connect to do this work. We don't have to agree on everything. We're not going to agree on everything. We're human beings, okay? We're, I'm entitled to my opinion based off my situation, circumstances, and the way I grew up. But that if we have the same mission, which is to save lives, I say team human. If we both on the same mission to save people that are trapped in the toxic uh, reality of human exploitation, human sex trafficking, whatever label you want to put on it, um, people that are trapped, male, female, we want to help them, then I'm on your team, okay? Yeah. So, 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 yes, let's go. So, so tell me, you know, so there was this, this shift that happened and I remember it because it was happening in my life as well. And, um, and I remember it was, uh, there was a thing about, um, you know, showing your allegiance to your man in, in, in certain ways. And maybe it was not necessarily trading money, but it was things, you know, I have sex with this person and he buys me stuff, you know? And, and so it was a trading of, 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 of one thing that you wanted for one thing that, that they wanted. And that, was glamorized and that was, uh, you know, uh, you know, not characterized as prostitution at all. And then, but there, there absolutely had to be a shift. And you, so you said that the, the, the movie kind of showed you about the charging and kind of the mechanics of it. And it sounds like you were watching it with your friends. So y'all came up with a, a strategy. It sounds like to, to execute this. And then there must've been something that happened. Was it what interrupted it or what made you have this epiphany? about changing i'm asked that question often is like how, what made you get out what, ha- what happened and it, it wasn't just one event that i could point to but uh i i think the, the base of it is is like most of the people that i know that got out a lot of people i know get out is we just grew, we were blessed enough to grow out um, and it's like really you're playing this dangerous game where you're lucky if you make it through the maze but a lot of people get caught up, they die, they get, uh, you know, incarcerated, incarcerated. things mm-hmm. happen. You know, you, you fall in the pit, the drug pit, you know, but if you're able to make it through to the end, like I was able to do, you just look back like, wow, I survived, you know. So, um, so my brother, when I was, I was incarcerated for, it was a marijuana offense that's legal now, but anyway, I went to jail. My first time ever going to jail was for, a, for marijuana, and I, I did three years in the federal penitentiary. Um, two months before I came home, uh, my best friend was murdered by four, four uh, juveniles out here in San Diego on the freeway. And um, that was like, the, the I think that was the biggest life jolt right there. And then it was just a continuation of growth from that point, uh, falling in love, you know, just a, a number of things. Just, I, growing up, I was able to grow up. A lot of people don't get that chance. Yeah. Well, I know for me, at the age of twenty-three, I um, I became pregnant with my, and I was enrolled. I, I was I was enrolled at UC Berkeley, um, you know, doing big things. But I I had you know this love thing. I was always looking for the love thing, and so I became pregnant with my first son, and uh, and that's what changed it around for me was have you know being becoming pregnant with my first son, and then I had like this weird reason to live. And that put me on a, another path uh, towards healthier relationships, let's just say. And so sometimes it, it just depends what, like you said, you grow up, you, 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 you develop an appreciation for life for some, you know, and, and praise God that you get the chance 
to make it to that Absolutely. point, right? right. Um, so your it sounds like your mission really is to interrupt uh, that maybe that trajectory towards death or towards prison early. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, but uh, you know I just. I'm with you. I'm, I appreciate that that is your um, your charter, and I'm with you uh, all the way on that. And so we're going to come back. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but we're going to come back. We are going to hear about any events that you have going on in the community, Armand, where people can join and hear more from you and, and of course, learn how to purchase your book and so on. But we will uh, we will be right back, and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We have been in the studio, as you all know, with Armand King, who is, uh, again, Paving Great Futures. That's the perfect name for his nonprofit. And he's also the author of Raising in Pimp City. And uh, uh, we're just so grateful to have you on the show, Armand. And maybe you could share a little bit about how people can uh, hear more from you and plug into what you're doing and, and purchase your book. Oh, okay. Well, Definitely on all social media platforms, literally, like uh, face not literally, but Facebook, LinkedIn, just type my name in, Armand King, A-R-M-A-N-D-K-I-N-T. Um, Twitter, we're on there, and I, we keep um, regular postings on the organization, Paving Great Futures, what we're doing. You will know it, pretty much everything, and, and I, I'm very accessible. If you just want a uh, consultation or a talk as well, uh, Please feel free to reach out to me there. The book is on Amazon, um, Raised in Pimp City. Uh, yeah, I'm out there. You type in my name. It's not hard to contact. Awesome. And, and do I'm, you have I'm any events uh, that are coming up that people should be aware of? So um, coming soon, we're going to be um, taking a series called um, Human Sex Trafficking and, Com- and Impact on Communities of Color. Um, hashtag We Need to Know. We're going to be taking that across this country. Um, throughout, 2000, uh, throughout 2020, and yeah, that that's that's what's on the radar right now. But we keep regular events. We have a you know, if you're in the San Diego area, we have a toy drive um, this this Saturday coming up, and we keep regular events going on, continuously giving back to the community that birth. Yay. Awesome. Well, so we got several things uh, that you can plug into here as well up up north and December the 20th from 12 to 330. I'll be at Gateway on-site holiday extravaganza celebration speaking about Love Never Fails with Dr. Jessica Rodriguez. So um, please uh, join us up there uh, that day in Sacramento. We also have uh, on the first Sunday of January, January 5th, um, 430 at the LNF Community Store, uh, 22580 Grand Street. Join us for prayer. Um, we have uh, our monthly prayer meeting there, community prayer meeting. We're praying about setting up a prayer hotline, so um, maybe uh, just uh, let us know if you're interested in participating in that in some way. Uh, and you can do that by emailing prayer at loveneverfailsus.com. Also, just a few save the dates. Uh, January the 11th is a National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. We are going to have our Fight First annual 
annual Fight for Love conference, and that is for survivors of human trafficking, domestic violence, and abuse. We're going to, it's going to be we're going to have dance, song, poetry, and a a word from Dr. Jessica Rodriguez uh, about the um, uh, moving from trauma to victory. And this is going to be a powerful event uh, held at Market Market Street SDA in Oakland, and that is going to be from two th- thirty uh, to five thirty. The event is free. You can register on our website. Also, hold the date for Bass Conference. I'll be speaking um, the uh, that's March sixth through the ninth. I'll be doing a couple of uh, workshops titled Human Trafficking: Protecting Children in Our Church. And so, please uh, feel free to register on the Bass website there. And lastly, I'll be speaking at the Women of Silicon Valley, May 4th through 5th at the Santa Clara Convention Center. I'm going to be talking about um, what it's like to be a survivor uh, in the while working in the corporate world, a survivor of abuse, domestic violence, or human trafficking while working in corporate world, and it's uh, it's called the Survivor in Me is the name of the talk track uh, or the uh, workshop rather. So um, please do mark those dates and um, of course uh, stop by our store and uh, patronize the store where we provide uh, uh, jobs for survivors, and that is uh, two. 22580 Grand Street, as I mentioned earlier, from 12 to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday are our hours. And then, of course, uh, we just ask that you would just continue in the next couple of weeks. We are going to be praying about, uh, you know, 2020 and the forward vision. Uh, As many of you know, I retired in January of 2019 and and I am uh, from Cisco Systems and I'm looking into the future, what to do this year and how to per, uh, pursue all of the advocacy, all of the um, all of the um uh, new opportunities that are in front of us. Um, one of those being actually this week, we opened, we expanded our our housing program from a six, seven bed house to two houses. And we are now able to house 16 women and children in an 18 month program and super excited about that. But again, we're going to be praying in this next couple of uh, next month, really, really hitting our knees to hear from God about uh, our forward looking progress. And so I, uh, just uh, ask that you would just keep us in prayer. And of course, um, I want to make sure uh, maybe you haven't heard it enough. Uh, uh, hopefully you're listening every week so you hear it all the time. But if you need to hear it again, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.